All right, welcome to Friday and to the Newsmax Daily for October 13th, 2023. That's right, Friday the 13th, an unlucky day, as you know, according to superstition. If you are superstitious or suffer from triskaidekaphobia, then you know today is the second Friday the 13th of the year. Some years there's only one. There have been years where there were three Friday the 13th. Next year, 2024, we will also have two Friday the 13th. People will celebrate the day in different ways, many by staying home, and some of those who are staying home will celebrate by watching the Friday the 13th movies. I have my Jason mask on right now. (laughs) Today is also no bra day. Designed to raise awareness of breast cancer, support breast cancer survivors, and promote the importance of early detection. This month, October, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as you probably know, and I also have told you that. On the food calendar, October 13th is World Egg Day, celebrating one of the oldest and most versatile forms of food known to man. And I'm going to say the same thing I said back on Lobster Day, Crab Day, Escargot Day, maybe some other days. Think about it. I don't know why I always think about this, but who, who was the first person to pick up an egg and think, hmm, maybe I should eat this, right? And after they cracked it, then they realized maybe I should cook it first. Anyway, if you're one of the millions of people staying home today because you're afraid of Friday the 13th, eat some eggs and celebrate. Some people in some of the country's largest cities may also have chosen to make it a long weekend after hearing about Hamas calling for a day of jihad in the United States today. Police in many cities on heightened alert. There's increased police presence in many cities, some of which are sanctuary cities led by Democrats who backed the Biden administration's open border policies. Reports that Hamas has called for a day of action tomorrow uh, calls for us together to address the concerns of New Yorkers as you receive this information. The specific deployment that we're doing, we're not going to release that information. We want to make sure that people are not planning around our deployment, but we will have deployment that's visible and that is not visible. That's New York Governor Kathy Hochul and New York City Mayor Eric Adams, both of whom are now calling on the Biden administration to secure the border. More from the Chris Salcedo Show. Mr. Ferris, the the nation is on high alert. Following that call for a day of jihad from a Hamas luminary, the terrorist calling on the Islamic world to, quote, send a message of rage to Zionists and to America after his cohorts beheaded children in Israel. In response, the New York Police Department is ordering all officers to duty and Americans are being advised to stay at home tomorrow. This after Joe Biden's regime has ushered in millions of military age illegal alien men don't even qualify for asylum across the Democrats' open borders. How concerned should Americans be, Mr. Ferris, over the the national security threat imposed by Joe Biden and his Democrat regime of the importation of millions of illegal alien military-age men? Chris, the New York uh, Department of Police did the right thing. All departments of police across the nation should be doing the right thing to be able to have a handle on what is going to happen. But let me go into the detail of what that call for jihad means. It means two things. Number one, waging those networks of thousands and thousands of activists here and in Europe and elsewhere, the same activists, by the way, 
who have been demonstrating and being, you know, vocally violent when we were in Iraq and in uh, Afghanistan, even when there were troubles in France, they appear. It's the same network. It's the current. Uh, second and more importantly, the, the fear here, the concern, is that actual jihadists who are part of this, maybe not the entire movement, but even if it's 1% or 2%, we know what they can do. Hundreds or dozens can pull terror acts. Our borders are open, have been over, o- uh, open for many years now. And then you have thousands of individuals. We have not even information about them. So I would say, and I agree with you, that tomorrow is delicate, but the next weeks sure. and the next months are going to be even of concern. That's Newsmax foreign policy analyst Walid Ferris of the Transatlantic Parliamentary Group. We'll hear more from Mr. Ferris in a bit. Obviously, New York, Philadelphia, Miami, Los Angeles, other large cities have large Jewish populations, synagogues, etc., which are all main causes of concern. In Washington, D.C., there are barricades up around the Capitol, and the other big story is what's happening or happened at the U.S. Capitol. Just when you thought the Republicans may actually do something and take care of business, I'm talking about the Speaker of the House situation, Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana ended his bid to become House Speaker as some Republicans refused to back the party's nominee, once again showing the divide within the GOP. There are still some people that have their own agendas, and I was very clear, we have to have everybody put their agendas on the side and focus on what this country needs. This country is counting on us to come back together. More from Wake Up America this morning. Day 10 now without a permanent speaker with no floor vote scheduled. Yeah, joining us now to talk about it, Pennsylvania Congressman Dan Muser. Congressman, what happens now? Well, great question. Uh, yeah, we had Steve, as you mentioned, Steve Scalise. He withdrew uh, yesterday. It was, it was a surprise. Uh, we knew he had a tough uh, go ahead. Uh, just it was the math uh, was against him, let's say uh, 12 to 14 or so weren't with him. But he did a very honorable thing. Rather than rather than continue the fight, rather than delay things, rather than hang in there for his own ambitions, he, he put the country ahead of himself. I mean, it was a very, very honorable thing to do. Very similar to what Jim Jordan did uh, earlier in the day. So, you know, they, they've proven their honor. I'm advocating right now for basically a ticket, Scalise Jordan or Jordan Scalise. That, to me, that is what will bring the party together, that will bring our country together, and we will get get down to the, to the people's business. So we'll see. That's what's going to happen today. We're going to uh, figure this out, see who can get to 217. And we're going to be battling it all day, all day tomorrow, all day Sunday, if need be. All right. Take a listen to your colleague, Florida Congressman Michael Waltz, talking about the need for a speaker for global security. That includes our security here in the U.S. Let's listen. We have our greatest ally in the Middle East that truly could get annihilated by some of the most brutal, evil people in the world. And my consistent point here is any differences we have in this room may seem big in the room, but in the context of China on the march, Russia on the march, terrorism on the march, because they smell weakness in Washington, those differences are infinitesimal. We need to get over it, get our heads out of our rear end, as we say in the Army. 
That's Florida Congressman and Army Green Beret Michael Waltz. In the Middle East, Israel's military told Palestinians about a million of them to evacuate northern Gaza and head to the southern part of the territory ahead of the expected ground invasion against Hamas that we've been hearing about. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton spoke with Rob Schmidt. All right, former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton joins us now for some insight into what the coming days uh, might look like. Sir, Israel's been pounding Gaza for a few days now. They say Hamas has lost control of parts of it already. Uh, I'm wondering when do you think they're going to enter on the ground and what do you think that's going to look like? Well, I think uh, the Israelis are going to have to go in within a few days. They've got at least 100,000 infantry, probably more uh, right near Gaza, other capabilities, armor, artillery, uh, naval. uh, And you can't keep poised at that level of readiness for a long period of time. It's going to be a very difficult uh, operation and uh, probably costly for both sides. I don't see it ending quickly. Uh, if, uh, if Hamas were a reasonable organization, they would find a way to make a deal to release the hostages. But uh, uh, I, I don't see that. I, I think this is, uh, from Hamas's point of view, uh, this is, they're going to get exactly what they want, which is the Israelis to come into Gaza, and it'll be a, a battle of attrition. You don't think there's, is there any realistic chance that these hostages are saved? And, and do you think that Israel stays in Gaza until Hamas doesn't exist? Have, have, they, have they escaped? I mean, what do you think it looks like at the end? Well, I think the hostages are, are it's a very risky proposition. Uh, you can almost guarantee all the hostages are not in one place. So even if they saved, say, two or three at one location, Hamas might take revenge at another. I don't envy the Israelis their task. I think we ought to have Americans there. If the Israelis uh, would like assistance, we've got great capabilities. There are American lives at risk here. We've lost over 20 uh, Americans already. So uh, I, I think uh, the hostage thing is going to be is going to be very tricky. Uh, and I just think that uh, Israel's made it clear that uh, that eliminating the Hamas capability to terrorize Israel is their objective. I don't think that's enough. I think given the mullahs in Tehran really are responsible for this operation, uh, that until they're dealt with uh, the terrorist threat to Israel through a weakened Hamas or through a still very strong Hezbollah will, will remain. That's former National Security Advisor and Ambassador to the U.N. John Bolton on Rob Schmidt tonight. Bolton posted this comment on X. Iran used Hamas as a surrogate to attack Israel. That's the strategic reality. Trying to wish it away, as the White House is doing, is not merely wrong, but dangerous. Back to Rob Schmidt tonight. All of this is a disaster for the Biden White House. This is a full blown disaster. And so the intelligence agencies that installed Joe Biden by lying about Hunter's laptop are now spinning a new lie that Iran was so not involved with the Hamas attack that they were actually surprised to hear the news. And of course, that is everywhere on your news feed today. New intelligence suggests Iran was just as surprised as everyone else by Hamas's attack on Israel last Sunday. The reporting raises doubt that Tehran had a direct role in approving, planning or paying for the deadly assault. The Iranian regime was surprised by the scope of the assault and the White House says it is yet to link the attack directly back to Iran. Iran was surprised by the attack, which suggests they weren't informed in advance. There is no smoking gun and, and they see evidence that Iran was actually surprised by this assault. Oh, they were so happy. They finally got a story that they wanted to report. 
This is all the result of pure desperation, though. This is the swamp seeing the writing on the wall. Biden humiliated in Afghanistan, and now his State Department is filled with Iranian spies and beta male pushovers who just mindlessly enabled one of the most gruesome terror attacks the world has ever seen. That combination could allow Trump to steamroll Biden in 2024. So now, in a last-ditch attempt to save face, unnamed intel officials, always unnamed, right, told the New York Times, Biden's biggest cheerleaders, that Iran had nothing to do with the Saturday attack. It's always unnamed, isn't it? Especially when it's just a blatant lie. It also flies directly in the face of the Wall Street Journal reporting from earlier in the week, information that they got from senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah, people who really would know what's going on here. Yes, the senior leaders of Hamas say Iran funded and helped to plan last weekend's massacre. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern. For more on Iran, let's go back to Newsmax foreign policy analyst Waleed Ferris on the Chris Salcedo Show. The scenery here in Washington is surreal. How can any official, any spokesperson say, well, maybe there are connections between Iran and Hamas, but we don't know yet if Iran gave the instructions to Hamas to wait. Ask your own analysts across the intelligence community. I taught thousands of these analysts. Everybody knows that there is an operational relationship between the Iran Quds Force and these organizations, including Hezbollah. Go to the congressional records. I'm talking about the last 15 years. Top experts from government and the private sectors have concluded in the same direction. And yet the spokespersons are telling us, not now, we don't know, we're going to see. To me, it is surreal. So here's what Secretary of State Blinken said about Iran yesterday. We haven't seen direct evidence that Iran participated in uh, or helped plan the attack. That doesn't mean that it didn't. We just don't have the evidence uh, to show it. We're also working with uh, countries throughout the region who may have relationships, who may have influence, who may have leverage with Hamas to use that leverage in favor of getting the hostages home, uh, getting them out. And that's a conversation I'll be continuing as I move on from Israel. If you heard former Navy SEAL Newsmax host Carl Higby in yesterday's Newsmax Daily or any other experts, that's most likely not how it's going to go, but at least he's talking about the hostages. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby had some similar comments on Iran yesterday at the White House briefing, which I will go to next with Newsmax senior correspondent James Rosen. But first, a message from our sponsor, BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. The MLB postseason is now officially underway, and millions of people who may have not watched a single baseball game all season will now be tuning in for all the excitement, right? Why do we love sports so much? It's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You remember that? The highs and the lows, the drama, the intensity. But what's funny, not ha-ha funny, but, you know, funny, most people don't like that kind of uncertainty or drama or highs and lows when it comes to their personal life or work life, right? A lot of people can't handle the highs and lows or don't know how to handle the adversity or change. Change 
is a tough thing for sure. People have anxiety, fear, maybe self-confidence issues. Check out BetterHelp. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of working against yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible. It can help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries to be the best version of yourself. You know, therapy isn't just for people who have experienced some kind of big trauma in life. It can just simply help you with life. Visit BetterHelp.com Newsmax today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Newsmax. Well, getting back to Washington, there is no White House press briefing scheduled today, but yesterday's certainly was eventful. This is Newsmax senior correspondent James Rosen. Thank you very much, Corrine, and, and thank you, Admiral. Two questions on the Mideast crisis. 27 Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, larger than the number of Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the Commander-in-Chief. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? James. We will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get uh, those American hostages home with their families. We recognize that they are not the only people being held hostage. Other nationalities are included in that group. We don't have enough information right now to make a policy decision about how to do it. So I can appreciate the sense of urgency in your question. Believe me, we share it. But we aren't going to act one way or another until we have enough information to act upon. And then on the hostages issues, um, you have suggested that it's a very small number of hostages, American hostages being held in Gaza, uh, less than a handful. Treat yourself. And I assume that that, is, that assessment is still operative. Um, has there been any discussion uh, amongst President Biden and his aides about how to avoid the fate of Jimmy Carter in this situation, where we actually saw the President of the United States and his administration become, in effect, hostages themselves to a foreign terrorist organization. With all the respect that President Biden has for President Carter, I can assure you that he is not focusing uh, on history here, uh, even domestic history. He's focusing on what's going on now and making sure that we are doing everything we can to support Israel and look after our national security interests in this moment, because this is not 1979, it's 2023. And Hamas is an organization that has existed for many years with the support of Iran. We've got enough challenges just dealing with this that we're focused on that and that alone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. No more questions. Thank you, James Rosen. As I mentioned, there is no press briefing today. President Biden is in Philadelphia today touring a Marine terminal and talking about Bidenomics. And the people of Philadelphia really don't care because last night the Phillies closed out the Braves and are headed back to the NLCS and the Eagles are 5-0 and and today is Friday. My 4-1 and Miami Dolphins will host the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. The wife and I will be 
at that game. The ALCS, by the way, is all Texas. The Rangers versus the Astros. Come on, Rangers. And hockey season is now underway as well. Have a great weekend. Be vigilant. Oh, and new today, North Korea is now threatening us as well. They are apparently ticked off that the USS Ronald Reagan is docked near there. The Ronald Reagan or the USS Ronald Reagan visit comes after trilateral naval drills involving the United States, South Korea, and Japan. You may remember that uh, when we started those drills, North Korea said it was a provocation. Now they're actually threatening a strike against the USS Ronald Reagan. And now it's actually not so crazy that Donald Trump spoke with Kim Jong-un or was friendly, appeared to be friendly with Vladimir Putin, right? Don't forget about all the great weekend programming on Newsmax, beginning with Wake Up America Weekend Edition, Saturday and Sunday at 7 a.m. Then there's the Saturday and Sunday Report, Saturday and Sunday Agenda, America Right Now with Tom Basili, Sebastian Gorka, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.